Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jeff Antonio Show. And today we have a very special guest. Please welcome Levara. Le, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. It's an honor, privilege to have you on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So, checked out your music, and you got some good stuff going on there, girl. Thank you. I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I really like Red Flag, and I'm scared. I'm scared. That was the first one. <laughs> that was your first track. Yeah, that was my first one I dropped. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, that's pretty good for your first track. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how did that come about? That being your first song and all. Um, uh, I started recording like two years ago now, I think, because I dropped that summer of like 2019. But um, I recorded a few before that, but they were like completely different genres. And then I recorded that one. I'm like, I think like this is the direction I want to head in. And then I dropped it and I had no idea how to like promote it or anything like that. But like, thankfully my mom has a bunch of Facebook friends and it kind of like got some popularity on there, I guess. And then like, I traveled Indonesia over the summer too when I dropped it. So I got a whole bunch of people over there listening and it just kind of, I got, I got good streams for my first song. <laughs> wow. That sounds awesome. So how did you end up in, in Indonesia? I'm from there. I was born there. Oh, really? So just visiting family. Yeah. Oh, from like Jakarta or what? Uh, Surabaya. Oh, okay, okay. Is that yeah. like small it's little like town? Second biggest city compared to Jakarta. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. And so you were born there. And at what point did you move to Canada? I was one. So like, does it really count that I like lived there? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and so your parents are just looking for a new place to, to start the family? Yeah, yeah. Because my dad's from here. Cause my, my mom's Indonesia, my dad's like Finnish, Polish, a whole bunch of stuff. So they moved here and then we lived in like Markham, like near Toronto for a bit. And then I grew up in like a really small town. And then I moved to like the city I'm living in now, Kitchener. Wow. Kitchener? Yeah. Kitchener, Ontario. Where are you from? I'm uh, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, some people call it Hele. Hele. <laughs> or Hele. You could put an H on the Hele. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. I, I can't say. It's a great place. It's an interesting place. It's a big place. It's huge. Um, it's huge. It's, I always tell everybody, imagine like five of the biggest cities you've been to and then combining them. And that's oh LA. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I was supposed to go over the summer, but then, you know, quarantine and COVID and all that stuff hit. So our good friend quarantine just gets in oh, the way, doesn't it? Miss Corona. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you grew up, uh, you went to Canada at one, and at what point did music enter your life growing up? Um, I was five, and my mom, she put me in um, piano and, like, singing lessons because I sang the ABCs really well, she said, and that kind of, like, jump-started my career, I guess you could say. I, I don't know. I did piano for, like, 10 years, I think. Wow. I don't remember, like, any of it, but um, I sang still, so I was good. <laughs> they don't waste all their money. Nice, nice. So, I mean, is, was it one of those things where you hate the piano lessons or did you actually like it? No, my parents, they, they promised each other that they weren't going to like force me to practice so I wouldn't end up hating it. And then I, I ended up like loving it. So I'm glad they really, I'm so glad they did that. <laughs> wow. Was that classical or? 
it was it was everything like I started off with just like basic like theory and like those like little kid songs and stuff like that and then I ended up playing like some classical and then I got into more like like doing covers and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then I started doing gigs and that's when I kind of stopped lessons nice nice so is it what kind of music was playing in the house with your parents in the house um Mariah Carey we belong together they'd make me sing that in the car uh <laughs> my dad was actually in a band when he was younger he was like he was rock and roll, you know. So we'd listen to like KSA, CDC, all that kind of, all that jazz. <laughs> nice. But um, yeah, I I started off like doing pop music and like covering pop artists, and then got into like more R and B, I guess. And now we all like listen to whatever. So would you say R and B like Mariah Carey is what kind of that's what you move towards? Um, that's what I, you know. I wish if I had her vocal cords, then yes. But um, <laughs> it's more like low key R and B. It's just kind of you know chill. Nice. Nice. And so at what point do you say, you know, does it click for you that you want to sing like for real past just, you know, your parents? Um, when I was in grade 12, I tore my ACL and I was like a big sports person. So I was like constantly like school sports work and like I didn't do music like at all at that point. So then I got injured and I was like, like what the heck am I going to do now? Like I can't do anything. So then I, I met um, my producer that I still work with now. I met him over Instagram and then like I went to a studio session for my first time and I was like I really like this I'm gonna keep doing it so then uh, yeah I'm here now (laughs) wow so a torn ACL will do it huh yeah (laughs) it's it's I think I missed you for a second so that's when you get jacked up playing sports that'll get you in the studio huh (laughs) something like that (laughs) (laughs) can you hear me all right yeah for a second I couldn't hear you um so how did you meet the producer how'd that work out over Instagram, I was, um, I was like posting covers and stuff like that, just like playing the piano or guitar or whatever. And I like put it on my story. I'm like, I'm looking for like producers, like hit me up if you can do music and stuff. And then I met him. He was, um, he was like the studio I used to go to was based at of Cambridge, which is like an hour and a half where I used to live. So like after school, I'd like drive there, studio session, get home at like four, four thirty in the morning, go to school. Same thing the next day. It was awful. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a trip. And so, I mean, once you got to the studio, what was the process? I mean, did you have ideas and, and hash them out with them? Yeah, before, like, I, I'm still, still, I'm not that good at writing on the spot. But before, like, I could not do it if I had to, like, save my life or whatever. But um, I had to um, get him to, like, send me a production or, like, a beat beforehand. I'd write a whole song to it, go record it, see if I like it or not. And then just kind of repeat that. But, like, the process now, I guess, is just kind of go find some like references or songs that I kind of want to like base an idea off of and then just write whatever I feel and record. (laughs) Right. So, so the part about you writing on the spot, I mean, was that a challenge in the beginning? Was it something that you felt like you had to work on? 100%. My first studio session was with this artist. His name is Jay Isaiah. And um, he's a crazy, like just writing in general, like he can, he can whip up lyrics real quick. So um, I had to like kind of work at his pace, which was like super like intimidating. I was so like, this is, I'm so new at this. Like I need to get better. So like, that kind of pushed me to get better at myself. So now I can kind of keep up with him. <laughs> Not really, but I try. Right. So you kind of come into the studio now and like you're prepared. And I mean, what, what do you do to prepare to, to be ready in the studio? Um, Nothing much, really. I just kind of most of like 
most of my whole like singing career, I guess you could say, has like been during quarantine. So it's not like I'm really doing anything else other than like studio or like, you know, doing music stuff. So that whole day, it's just kind of like I'm looking forward to go to the studio, you know, prepare what I need to maybe write something down, have some ideas that I need to get down beforehand. But um, I don't know. Studio is just for like the highlight of my day. <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, do you have all the lyrics ready or is it one of those things like you might have a verse or something and something else? Yeah, exactly like that. I might have nothing. <laughs> I'm a procrastinator, so I, most of the time I do have nothing. But um, yeah, I'm in reverse here. And <laughs> <laughs> well, some people respond well to that. I mean, especially at the last minute, you know, are you one of those with your back against the wall? That's, that's when you're ready to go? Yes. Yes, sir. That's when I work. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So you also mentioned that you, you performed as a teenager? Yeah, yeah. Like the the town that I lived in, there'd be like street festivals and like little like just I don't know, like town events, I guess you could say. So they they knew I could sing, so they'd always ask me to like go like can you like play like a half an hour set or whatever will pay you. I'm like, yeah, obviously, <laughs> definitely do it. Um and then a couple summers ago, wait, was it yeah, it was last summer. They have like this firework festival and I think like 15,000 people show up they wanted to they wanted me to perform at like the, the fireworks thing and then I got canceled because of COVID oh, I don't do that. Oh, but um oh oh that, yeah I tell you yeah. <laughs> yeah COVID just gets in the way I mean I know for me last year I had all kinds of plans and I was traveling and planning on doing more traveling and COVID hit and it just is like you know what am I gonna do so I mean for you I mean, how did you react to it at first? I mean, did it, did it slow you down to the point where it's like, I don't, I, you know, maybe you had plans and you were planning on doing these things over the year. How did you react to it? Like, how did you get past that? Um, honestly, the first lockdown was kind of like, it was a good thing it happened. It was like a wake up call because I was just like working and like, you know, going out and like just not taking it seriously. And like lockdown, like gave me a reason to like, you know, lock it down, focus, do your music stuff. And I wrote um, like my biggest song so far, like the first month of lockdown. And that got like, I think it's like over 250,000 streams, something like that. But um, yeah, the, I dropped that song and I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to do this. And um, honestly, the, the free time was a blessing. <laughs> I, yeah. I like to keep myself really busy. So um, I don't know, I guess I don't end up working on as much music as I want to. So this lockdown was like kind of good for me to be honest it forced you to focus right yeah that's good that's good that's what i'm seeing with a lot of artists right now is that they've just like you they've used the time to be productive and and just just you know laser in on what they got to do so i mean what's exactly what's your, yeah i mean what's your process as far as like when you want to work on a new song do you just start listening to playlists on spotify and get the feel um if i'm working on a new song usually like i'll just go like on youtube and i'll be like i don't know Janae go type beat or like something like that and i'll find something that kind of like sticks or like you know just sparks my interest and then um i'll take like a voice note of me like freestyling melodies and stuff like that find whatever sticks and then um depending on like the vibe i guess from all of that stuff i try to figure out what i'm gonna write about like with my music I find that um, my best writing is when like I'm telling stories. So I kind of stick with that. Like mm. Red Flag, for example, you just kind of like, you know, all these events and then you put it in a song. <laughs> nice. Nice. So let's delve into Red Flag. I mean, 
So is that what you did? You were kind of vibing with some beats and you kind of hashed out some melodies. And then from there, you're like, now I think I know what I want to say. Yeah, um, I heard the it was originally just like the little guitar loop that's like in the song. And um, this girl I know, she was like going through it with her man and stuff like that. So we like all got together and like try to like write this this track almost it turned out to be. And then we all ended up like really liking it. And I was like, you know, what? this is a good message to get out there. So I dropped nice. it. <laughs> nice. I mean, what would you say the message of the song is? Um, you don't need no man. You're a strong, independent man, woman. You know, <laughs> you're good on your own. That's all I wanted to say. That's true. That is true. We don't need someone else to feel validated, right? Exactly. Don't depend on anybody else for your happiness except yourself. Huh. That's a good message. Look at you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, people, would you say, I mean, let's, let's delve into that because, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, definitely. And when I think about people that I've known, there's a lot of people that, that um, they depend a lot on being in a relationship for, for validation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, for see, sure. Do you see that a lot? I do see it a lot. I've like been in situations like that before too, before like, I guess I was self-aware and like some people just aren't self-aware about it sometimes like. They are, but like, that's just what they want. And like, if they want that, then, you know, respect it. They want what they want. But um, especially in like younger relationships, it's so easy to like be manipulated in all these ways and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just sucks to see somebody going through it. So like, you know. Most deaf. Most, listen, I, I've been there myself and yeah, I think you're right. Especially when you're young and you're impressionable and maybe if you've never been with a manipulative person, it's easy to get sucked up into it, right? Exactly. You don't know the red flags. <laughs> what are the red flags? Um, red flags. In the song, I base it off of like, just like hiding stuff on your phone and just being like super weird about that stuff. And like, I don't know, my red flags would be like, I don't know. What do I not look for? I'm actually, I'm in a really happy relationship right now. So like, <laughs> I don't know what red flags that I'd be looking for. I don't know, just um, maybe being like super insecure. In a previous relationship that I was in, um, the guy would like get mad at me for, for, um, for other guys DMing me on Instagram. I'm like, right. how? What? <laughs> right. That's my fault. <laughs> right. But they're probably like responding to your music or something, right? Yeah, like it was all just like friendly stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to like go and entertain somebody like, you know, that's just not being like faithful, right? But um, yeah, I got to a point where I was like, yeah, like, this ain't cool. <laughs> but did then... It take, um, did it take you a long time to realize? I mean, was there... Yeah, I was... It was just like little things that added up to me kind of realizing like, why does this like keep happening? You know, like, do I have to deal with this? I don't have to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. I mean, at that point, do you think it's good to ask a friend to get advice? Or I mean, how do you, when you know you're in a bad relationship and you're in a bad spot, what do you do? Cause it's tough. I mean, I, I, I've been there too. So what, what if somebody, do they go to a friend? What do they do? Um, yeah, I guess you like, it was kind of hard for me because, um, I like literally just moved when I like broke up with my ex and then um, I, like, didn't have friends here. So I'm like, who am I going to talk to? I just kind of dealt with it myself. But, um, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> but I know, like, 
my friend group like the girls like we go to each other for like whatever you need you know like there there's a at the same time there's like boundaries where like you know your relationship is not like their business like your friend's business but at the same time like if you feel like there's something wrong like you can always talk to us about it stuff like that it's kind of a a fine line then yeah it's a gray area i'd say just kind (laughs) of be careful (laughs) it's like i want your advice but i don't want you all over my relationship hypothetically hypothetically if like this were happening in somebody's relationship not mine what would you do (laughs) no but i know what you mean i mean it's it's sometimes you know and you know believe it or not us guys we we ask for advice from time to time we probably don't do it as much as women but we do and you know i had a friend reach out to me recently about some things he's going through and some relationship stuff and i was happy to talk to him about it it's like well you know this is what i do if i were you but you know you can take my advice or you can leave it or you do whatever, but I'm just letting you know, like, this is what I would do. This is an option. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, help them out <laughs> in the most yeah. positive way possible. You know, it's their decision, but, you know, you're just there to support. <laughs> yeah, especially in these days and times of COVID and just, like, people being separated and by themselves a lot. I've noticed um, sometimes you got to reach out, you know. What, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, with um, I actually stopped talking to a lot of my friends over COVID. I'm just like one of those people that like, I guess if you don't reach out, I don't reach out, which is kind of bad. I'm working on it. But um, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't say I lost a lot of friends, but I just haven't been in touch with like anybody. Just kind of doing my thing. Right. But you're probably the type of person you don't feel like you need to be constantly um, interactive, right? Yeah, like if I if I run into you, I'm not gonna like just be like awkward about it. I you know we're still friends, you know, like <laughs> But you got I wanna, stuff I'm to just do. super yeah, exactly. I got stuff to do. Like yeah. you probably do too. I'm, just, I'm doing like, your favor. You like, I, I got stuff to do, what you want. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. You know, it's I think that's a that's a habit of a productive person. When you got things that you got goals and things that you're going after, it's like you are very focused on that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But getting back to Red Flag, I mean, I I think that's cool how you were able to take a personal situation um, with somebody that you knew that was going through something and and make it into a song. You said you like to storytell. I mean, tell me, like, what's that like to tell stories with your music? Um, I love it because, like, I can either put all the details I want or I could, like, leave it so unspecified that people can just kind of like interpret it the way they want which is also what i like which is like some of my new stuff i haven't dropped it yet i'm releasing stuff soon but um most of my new stuff is more like that where like you can you can follow along but like just just take it the way you want it you know right if it helps you it helps you (laughs) no absolutely so it's like it's it doesn't have to be so specific whatever you interpret it as that's what it means and that's what it should be for you exactly take what you need <laughs> that's what i say no absolutely and you might be helping somebody i mean it's it's you know you never know i hope um, so <laughs> but you might i mean <laughs> you, never know. you never know who you might be reaching you know and that's one thing that i've learned about songwriting and music is that in a weird way you as a music artist you're actually 
helping people, right? You're reaching out with your art and you're relating to people and you never know what that song might do for someone else in their life. Yeah, I've had um I've had people DM me on Instagram about best mistake. So I wrote that about basically like being depressed in quarantine. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty sure a few people can relate. But um I've had a bunch of people like message me on Instagram saying like, "Hey, like I just found your song on Spotify. Like it's really helping me out right now." I'm like, "Wow, you know, that's why I do it. It makes me so happy to hear that." Wow, wow, that is so awesome. So tell me more about that. I mean, what are those lyrics about and how does that relate to COVID? Um I was just, I heard, um, my producer sent me this guitar loop and I was like, I have the sticks. I really like this. So I was like, it's a really happy like beat. And when I hear a happy beat, I want to automatically make the lyrics super sad. So like people are like, oh, it's such a happy song. But like you listen to it and it's like, wow, she's like, is she okay? <laughs> you know? Right. So um, I started off basically talking about like the first lyrics are, I feel like I'm stuck in my own head. I can't leave my own bed. You know, just like. I'm really like I'm not feeling it just you know just I'm stuck here in quarantine and um it kind of like progresses into like like kind of like a love song almost because um the course is about like finding somebody that like makes quarantine better I guess you could say mm -hmm. and um the second verse is about like social media because I know like TikTok just got huge over quarantine and stuff like that. And I know for me personally, I'd be like scrolling through it and just like compare myself to all these like really pretty girls. I'm like, wow, why don't I look like that? So um, that kind of like messed with my self image and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, the second verse is kind of about, you know, like, why am I letting myself do that? You know, I'm just, you know, delete TikTok. <laughs> and then um, the course again, is about like the, the, the good part of quarantine, I guess you could say. And then, yeah. <laughs> I think Relate I, to it the way you want. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's fantastic that self-image is something that, you know, especially in the days of, you know, social media and TikTok and Instagram. I mean, you look at these pictures and these videos and it's showing like what that influencer or whoever they are showing you the best side of them of what exactly you to see and it's tough because a lot of people out there look at that and say, man, they got the life, right? I mean, they're on the beach and, and they look beautiful and amazing. And it's like this perfect life, but they got to remember these are short edited clips of like a movie, you know, it's, it's no different from, yeah, film, right. I mean, exactly. It's not going to show you like the bad parts, right. Gonna, you know, they're going to show you like, these are the best parts of the, and edit it together. And that's why most well, not all movies, but, you know, your favorite movies are so good because the best, the best, the best, the best, the best. Exactly. The best actors and so on and so forth. But how do you how do you recognize that and treat yourself to, you know, um, you know, to like self-love and stuff? Because it's, it's tough with all the. No, it is, especially with social media these days. It's like it really it really messes up your self-image and I, I feel so bad for like young girls and stuff like that these days because like I know I didn't have to do with that when I was younger mm -hmm. it's crazy how like you know so much has changed <laughs> I'm not even like I'm literally 19 like I don't know how much has changed since then but, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yeah I literally deleted TikTok I was like no I'm not doing this anymore I checked my screen time on my phone and it said like 14 hours I wasn't even awake for 14 hours a day like I don't know how that was even possible and like TikTok was like way up there in screen time so I'm like you know I, I need to stop this behavior this is really toxic and bad wow. and then um I don't know I just kind of you just gotta 
you just you just gotta love yourself i don't know how to explain it you just gotta appreciate your body does so much for you literally like it does so much for you and you need to be able to appreciate all that it does Uh, that is so true and you know what believe it or not i think it's very brave that you got rid of tiktok or or any of your favorite apps or whatever. I mean, it's- Oh, I, I got it back. <laughs> you got it back? Oh! It didn't last long. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to work on myself for a little bit, but like, I can't, I can't completely delete TikTok, you know? But you know what? Even to delete it for a short time, I mean, in the, in the day and age of the cell phone being the most addictive thing, I mean, it's crazy, right? It's yeah. Like your whole life is in the palm of your hand and your views. Yeah. <laughs> to just delete it, even if it's for a week, I think it's, that's a good, uh, that's a good advice for people out there, right? If I, yeah, I thought about it. I thought about deleting Instagram like multiple times, but if I, if I wasn't doing music and I like, that wasn't my like, platform, like how I promoted and stuff, I would have deleted it. Yeah. But since like, I, I literally need the followers to be able to get all this engagement and stuff like that. Like I can't, <laughs> you know, that's a part of how you connect to your fan base. So exactly. I, I totally get that. So take it, take it back to the studio. So your producer, you know, sends you guitar loop, and I like how you sometimes you'll you'll have music that's happy, but your lyrics and your <laughs> lyrics. Are it just happy. surprises everybody, you know. You got to keep them guessing. It's a contrast, you know. Exactly. Um, it's a push and a pull, you know. Um, no, I totally get that. Sometimes, like things don't you wouldn't think go well together they do like peanut butter and jelly right it's like it doesn't make sense damn it's good right exactly yeah i mean like personally i don't like just listening to sad music with like sad production behind it because i just cry like i don't really want to be crying right now you know but um so i was like yeah happy beat sad songs you can like smile to it but at the same time you're like yeah we're all going through it right now but it's okay that's good because the song's happy (laughs) yeah and that pulls them in and um so so you do your lyrics and you do your thing and you record the vocals in the studio and as you know in the studio you can go crazy right i mean yes put as many vocals as you want you take out this vocal why take out the guitar part of that part oh put the drums over here at what point do you say that's enough this is it i like (laughs) it don't touch it and uh, mix it down what do you how, how you do that um i finished the whole song like just like regular vocals i go over with like harmonies i like to layer harmonies oh my goodness because then it just sounds like angelic you know like ariana grande so i like to layer all those harmonies do like a little like ad libs here and there and like back up like little runs and stuff like that fix everything that i need to and then um just keep the production that we have for now until i i know i like want to release a song soon and i'll be like yo josh like my producer mix it let's see what we come up with and it'll like send me stuff and I'll be like, oh, they changed this, change this. And it'll send me stuff. And I'll be like, yeah, like this is good. We're going to drop it and then I'll drop it. <laughs> nice. Nice. So you kind of put it together. You, you, you get everything to where you kind of want it to be. And it seems like you kind of, maybe you walk away from it for a minute, come back and then that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause um, you're your biggest critic, right? So if you listen to it too many times, you're going to pick all this unnecessary stuff out and you're just going to not end up liking the song. And I've done that so many times. So I'm like, trying not to do it. <laughs> of course, of course. It's like shiny object syndrome, right? It's like, you know, when you first are start working on a song, it's that shiny object and, and you, 
are almost obsessive with it. And then at some point you're like, wait a minute, it's not so good, but it's your ear that's tired, right? You've heard it 20 million times. Exactly. I have so many songs that are like half done. I'm like, eh, they're probably good, but I don't like them. (laughs) Has anybody ever ever come up to you like, are you crazy? Like that song is amazing. Like my parents. Yeah. After like every studio session, I'll send them my song and be like, what do you think? They'll be like, it's so good. And then like a couple weeks later, I'll be like, I hate it. And they'll be like, no, it's like good. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. Does not meet my standards. Can't drop it. That's good to get the outside perspective. <laughs> Definitely. So tell me, Leigh, how does your how does your day start and how does it end, especially in COVID, COVID times? Oh man. Well, today was a good day because I woke up at 9 a.m um i went to costco and grocery shopping rearranged my room cleaned uh just ran errands and then um took my dogs to the dog park the most eventful and like productive day i've had in like a month usually i like wake up at i'm gonna say like 1 or 2 p.m i don't know do what i need to do run errands blah 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 blah, blah. studio session go chill with my friend um she's usually at the studio session and then um I go to bed at like five or six and then repeat, which is a really bad habit that I'm trying to break. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. And so, I mean, your day ends at the studio and then you come back and then you just crash. Yeah, basically. Nice. Has has COVID affected you? Did you, I I gave myself jet lag somehow. Like how's your sleep schedule? (laughs) You know, my sleep schedule is crazy. I, it is, but it was always weird. It was weird pre-COVID. <laughs> um, <laughs> in all honesty, it was always weird. I I wake up in the middle of the night all the time, and sometimes I'm productive, and I'll get up and I'll start doing music, or I'll start kind of planning my day. I'll just start doing stuff, um, and then I'll pass out. Usually, maybe two, three hours later, then. I wake up again, a little bit more tired than the first time, and I'm a slow burner. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't pick up steam till noon and after. So anybody I work with, I tell them, don't expect any miracles before 12, because it, it ain't happening. Now, I might be awake, but my mind is somewhere else. So just, it's just know, not there. It's not there. Me. Just just give me a couple hours. Like. Work with me. I'm going to get there. It's a slow time. <laughs> I'm going to get you. It's just going to be after 12. It's the optimal performance. But um, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I just, I kind of knock out my day with all the tasks that I have to do. I try to get in music first thing in the morning. I'm actually most productive and best at music in the morning, which is weird. Really? I was going to say, everybody I know is like, I have to sing at night. I have to rap at night. I'm like, same. <laughs> I'm telling you, most people are nighttime people, but because I'm so weird with it, it's quasi nighttime because I might be doing something at three or four, Mm. but instead of your three or four, my three or four is like, just woke up three or four versus I've been up all night and I'm doing my thing at three or four. Um, (laughs) It's kind of my deal. And then I'll usually pass out at say 11-ish. So it's not bad. I have a weird schedule and I take that yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so sometimes people call me and you know Jeff sounds like you just woke up like I just did (laughs) you're right I I did actually thanks for noticing it's 2 p.m yes I did it what what do you what do you want what do you want (laughs) it's COVID you can't blame us like COVID times I mean exactly yeah so 
That's cool. I mean, it's I, I really like your process and how you do the songs. And tell me, I mean, tell me, Lay. I mean, everybody that's in this business that does their music and pursues it, they've got highs and they've got lows. And we've all got that. I mean, I've had my highs. I've had my lows. I've had my highs where I'm rocking the stage and everything's perfect and it's just amazing. And I've had my lows where, you know, maybe the show was terrible. You know, the sound was off. The sound man was terrible. Things didn't go my way. Give me a point in your music where maybe it was a low point. Maybe something didn't happen the way that you had wanted it to go. And then you turned it around and said, you know what? I'm going to get past this. Actually, funny story. So, um like the beginning of 2020 i dropped a song but i still didn't know how to like promote it properly so i didn't like get that many streams i was like a couple thousand streams and then i was like okay like this month i'm gonna drop this song so we like mix it master it the song is called forfeit and then i'm like okay like upload it so when i'm uploading i like listen to like the first half of it i'm like okay like it's the right one because i have all of them like name the same one for whatever reason like okay it's the right one so i upload it promote it everything on like my instagram and i'm like guys like my song dropped i go listen to it it's missing the second verse <laughs> i uploaded the wrong one so i was like eh, let's just take that down real quick and um redrop it so then i actually did some research my producer helped me out all my friends helped me out to like figure out how to like get on a playlist and like you know promote properly to like see the results in your streams mm -hmm. so then i redropped the song and then i hit a hundred thousand streams with that song after like i fixed everything and wow. promoted it properly so yeah i turned it around all right i guess <laughs> <laughs> but that's always gonna be an l in my books <laughs> but but how 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 were you feeling when the moment where you're like oh man the second verse is out like are you doing <laughs> panic or what I, oh my gosh, I wasn't even like listening to it. I was on the phone with my dad and he was like, Haley, like my real name is Haley. He's like, Haley, it's missing the second verse. I'm like, ha like you're so funny. Like stop playing. And he's like, no, like it's missing the second verse. And I'm like, no way. So I go listen to it. I freak out, call everybody. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? They're like, um, like take it off, like delete it, you know? But um, it was already too late and people were like posting it and like, oh, this song's so good. And I'm like, it's literally missing the second verse. They were like, I don't know why there's like such a long instrumental. <laughs> You probably got more attention that way. It was just like, wait yeah, a they're like, what's this girl doing? <laughs> what the hell? Oh my gosh, yeah, that was that was not a good day. I was freaking out. But it was like you, a super. <laughs> handled it though. It's, it's no big deal, right? Yeah, I pulled it all together, and it turned out way better than I expected. So I'm kind of glad it happened, to be honest. But that that kind of goes back to like what you were saying about ourselves being our own worst critic, right? I guarantee nobody even like cared that like I uploaded the wrong one. They're probably like, eh, okay, whatever. That's yeah. a mistake. But here I am freaking out. I'm like, people are going to like be so mad at me, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, that's not, it's yeah. not what's going to happen. Like nobody's really going to care. It's all in your head, right? Just and a funny it, story to tell after. It, and it makes for a great story, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that just there's so much greatness out there. And if people would just give themselves a shot, and take that first step, and if it's a misstep, correct it. It's, it's, it's no big deal. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me. You live and you learn. You live and you learn, right? And we all learn. Um, so tell me, let's go back to I'm Scared, because that is like one of my favorites. So what's, what's that about? 
it's about um being scared of like catching feelings in a relationship i guess uh and i'm scared how do you make me feel that's it yeah that's the gist of it <laughs> so it's about being excited about being in a relationship but you're kind of scared about being yeah it's kind of like yeah it's exactly it's like I'm, I'm new to these feelings like what the heck's happening i'm scared i don't want to be vulnerable usually you know like my walls are up my guards are up but like you know i'm feeling something and then yeah it's kind of about like like the guy is always on the girl's mind and stuff like that and she's like how do i deal with this well, this right. is new to me but i'm here right so how does how does one do that i mean you know because i think everybody when they get into a relationship especially in the beginning they're excited they got the butterfly effect you know there's always that initial excitement and then there's always that probably a couple of weeks into like wait a minute now this is going somewhere i don't know yeah i don't want to get messed with here i mean what advice would you give to people for you know going um... through that? I think communication is super important. Um, you know, like if you if you want to be in a relationship, let the person know. If you don't, let them know. I've been in situations where like I didn't let the person know soon enough, and like that ended bad. Like I was a bad guy. I'm like, damn. Like I feel, you know, I feel bad and stuff. But like I try, <laughs> but um, I don't. Yeah, just communicate. Just be honest. I mean, like, what's what's the what's the harm in asking? Like you want a relationship if they say no then like you just get them out of the way like on to the next caller you know like right right no big deal it's just uh again putting it out there and not thinking about it too much right exactly yeah no i i think if more people did that um they'd be happier they'd be happy if they're honest with themselves then honest with their you know their partner mm-hmm. for sure yeah being honest with yourself is that's really important. What a challenge, though. I mean, definitely a challenge in this day and age of like, like we've been talking about um, imagery and everything that comes at you on social media. It's just like kind of hard to not be perfect sometimes, huh? Yeah. And when you're not perfect, you're hard on yourself. But like, you know, nobody's perfect. Like, you can't be hard on yourself for that. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what most people don't realize is that take your favorite artist. Um, it's not like they just woke up one day and they sang amazing and they had these amazing songs and amazing production. Like like a genie came up and said, I'll give you the greatest switch. Oh, make me an amazing singer, artist. <laughs> Boom. Like, most people don't see the back uh, story of the buildup to get to that. You know, it's it's it was never perfect. It was... Um, it was the journey, right? It's messy. <laughs> the journey's messy. <laughs> messy. But it's good. It's, it's good fun. It's right? good. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> I would not give it up. <laughs> I would not give this up. So tell me, what's what's next up for you in this year? This year, um, I have a single dropping next month, a couple more singles, and then hopefully my EP will be, like, ready by then. I have, like, most of the songs done. I just need to, like, finish them, finish them, so I get final vocal chops and, like, tweak everything that i need to and then yeah hopefully by the end of this year i have my first ep out beautiful beautiful any live performances online um i did one recently it was with a company called waveland they're out of toronto and um i basically sang a bunch of covers for like the senior homes and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it'd be like a live zoom call and they just you know join watch enjoy hopefully <laughs> but i was supposed to do another show with them but it got postponed 
and that show is just like they do this thing that where they like they rent out an airbnb basically and they drop the address like a couple day or a day before and then they like drop the tickets like a day before so like only a certain amount of people can come to the show so it's like super intimate like there's not that many people there and they showcase like new like artists in the city and stuff so i was supposed to do that couldn't because covid and then i was supposed to do like some other show couldn't because of covid <laughs> so i'm just kind of just kind of waiting until this is all over with that's awesome that is that is so cool so they rent out an airbnb is it like an acoustic type of show yeah yeah like it's super just like super low-key you just kind of go vibe and then hopefully find a new artist you like <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome well tell us where we can find you online online you can find me on instagram it's just lay.vara so like first dot last name and then i don't really use twitter that much it's lay underscore vara same thing what else is there just live on like spotify apple music youtube all of those music platforms. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, I appreciate having you on the show. And once again, uh, the audience, Levara, she's a great artist. I really like Red Flag, Space, and I'm scared. Thank um, you. I, I'm scared, too. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I We've all been there. It's all good. It's all good. We all are here. For we're all scared. And I think the minute we admit it, we'd be better. And so she put it out there for you so you can understand that. So. <laughs> once again thank you so much for being on the show and uh, we got to do this again yeah of course thank you so much for having me <laughs> so much and to everybody out there keep up the hustle thank you